0: Welcome to the Fit For More podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reed. I'm a follower of Jesus, a pastor, husband, father, and fitness enthusiast. At Flight, we're passionate about two things, faith and fitness. More specifically, we wanna help connect those two areas in your life, helping you live a lifestyle of full health and wellness while strengthening and equipping you to be fit for more through topics on faith, fitness, wellness, nutrition, and more. Well, welcome back to the Fit for More podcast. This is episode two, and for the next few episodes, we're actually going to be looking at, at your health. Really, it's total health. Um, what does it look like to be healthy in all the major areas of our lives, from physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally? Um, and you really can't be totally healthy if you neglect one of those areas. If you just completely ignore one of those areas, it's pretty close to impossible to be healthy across the board. And so... Um, I really can't wait to dig into each one of these things with you. But today, uh, we're going to kick off looking at our total health by diving into our physical health. I mean, Flight Sport is a fitness company, right? And so it makes uh, a lot of sense that uh, we start out by looking at physical fitness. But, you know, w- we are always trying to bridge the gap between fitness and faith. And so <laughs> whether you're, um, you know, a fitness enthusiast or or not, you've stumbled on this podcast because you maybe want to try to bridge that gap yourself. And so maybe the first question that you would ask is, does God really care about our body or does he really just care about our spirit? Um, you know, maybe you'd say, gosh, why should I even work out? Why should I care about my fitness? Um, aren't there more important things? Aren't there more eternal things to care about? And does God really, really care about our physical bodies or does he just care about um, the way that we spend our time, energy, and our resources that fuel our spiritual uh health. Well, let me let me take you to a couple different verses that I think um fly right into the face of this and say that actually God really does care deeply about our physical bodies. Um one is uh it, it's from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, and you can look this up on your own. I'm gonna read it to you, but um it's this concept that our body is a temple. Um, and if our body is a temple, um, then the form, um, should follow the function. The form should determine the function. Um, if we are formed in the image of God, if we are a temple, um, then we should take care of our bodies. If we really believe that that is a true concept, then it should determine how we, uh, take care of our physical lives. Uh, let me read it to you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. And 20, it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Um, I think that's pretty clear. Um, it says our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Basically, like our bodies are this building, this constructed thing that houses the Holy Spirit. Um, you are not your own. You're bought with a price. Um, God purchased even your physical body um, for His own. And it says, therefore, honor God with your bodies. Um, to, to give you a little bit of context around this, the temple in the Old Testament uh, was considered the dwelling place of the presence of God. It would have been the most sacred building in all of Israel. And so what it's saying is, we now house this Spirit of God. What was considered the most sacred, important building now that's not just a building like four walls and a roof and a floor that quote unquote building is now us we house the spirit of god within us and it may be easy to say well i should just care for that soul that's within me but it says that because of this profound truth it's because you house the holy spirit um you should care for your physical body that, that when you've placed your faith in Jesus and you've made Him the Lord and Savior of your life, one, your life is not your own anymore. And then two, God begins to dwell in you, so you should care for the body in which He dwells. It's that important to God that we take care of our bodies so that, I think so that we would live a long life. And, and yes, we don't know when God's gonna call us home. He'd call us home today, he'd call us home tomorrow. But we wanna do whatever we can um, to be as healthy as possible. Um, we have work to do for the kingdom. We have work to do for our families. We have work to do for our communities. And if we die young, we miss out on that. Um, why is this so important? So that we would live well. Again, we have work to do, and if we're constantly sick, if we're constantly out of shape, if we can't go and do and serve and love, then we miss out on the things that God wants to do through us and in us. We also should take care of our bodies so that we are a good representation that the God of the universe dwells in us. I mean, think about that. If you walked up to a temple in the Old Testament times, and you were told this temple is the dwelling place of God. You would expect a certain thing, right? You would expect it to look a certain way. You would expect it to be expected to be taken care of. Um, that the landscaping is done. That the building is well maintained. Why is that concept something that we shouldn't think about even today? So if we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, then we should value our bodies because they are a representation of the God that lives within us. Um, but that was that was the Apostle Paul. That's what he said in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Maybe you press in further and go, well, that was great for Paul, but did Jesus really care um, about our physical bodies, about his physical body when he was here? Wasn't Jesus about more important things? Let me take you to actually two different verses that say he cares deeply about it as well. Uh, Matthew 14, it's it's they're very similar stories, but they're different, um, different happenings. Matthew 14, uh, Jesus was surrounded by a huge crowd. Um, and when he's surrounded by a huge crowd, you, you could imagine Jesus is gonna preach. Um and he's gonna tell him about himself. He's gonna tell him about God, um, he's gonna correct wrong thinking. And he could have just fed them spiritually. He could have just taught them from the scriptures. He could have just taught them, but he fed them physically as well. Jesus in in Matthew 14 feeds 5,000 people there. Um, And the miracle is also that he does it with five loaves of bread and two fish. Then in the very next chapter in Matthew 15, he feeds 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. And it, it says there in Matthew 15, a few small fish. Now Jesus didn't have to do that. Were there, quote unquote, more important things that he could talk about? Yes. But I think Jesus showed us something there, that he cares about our physical bodies, that he wants to not only feed our spiritual souls, he wants our um, physical bodies to be fed as well. Jesus cared about his physical body. Uh, he cared about the people that were there on earth at the time, and he cares about ours as well. Now, before you go too far with this though, um, we want to make sure that, and we've talked about this a lot before, but we don't want to make an idol out of fitness, out of our physical fitness. Um, making an idol out of our out of our body is something that's easy to slide into. Um, and to help guard against that, I think you could just ask yourself one question. What would I do if I lost it? What would I do if I lost my physical health, if I lost my physical fitness? If that all in an instant went away, how would I feel? How would I think? How would I act? See, anything that you can lose has the potential of becoming an idol. So make sure that you're not bowing down to the idol of your physical fitness, but you're bowing down to the God that your body houses. That's a, a massive distinction there. I don't want us to get so lost in that, yes, God cares about our physical bodies. And I'm going to talk about how we actually can rightly think about our bodies, but make sure that we don't slide into this um, idolatry of fitness. So how should we rightly think about our bodies? How can we begin to develop this theology of the body? Um, I think it's a really important question, and there's two verses I'm going to take you to here. Um, Again, read along with these if you want or just jot them down somewhere and you can read them on your own. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 says this, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So what does it mean to to sow, to reap, to so to please flesh? That's what it says, it says to sow, to please flesh. Um, I think what that means is that we just eat what we want, we live like we want, we please our own flesh, our own bodies, um, and we just live, eat, act, exactly like we would want to in a natural flesh. See, and it's when we push ourselves physically that our physical bodies begin to honor God. And not that we can't have times of sitting and resting and relaxing. We we can and we should have those. But verse 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, which that goes well beyond our physical fitness. But I do believe that it includes the fitness of our bodies. And the cool uh, consequence of that, the, the um, outpouring of that is that we will reap harvest if we do not give up. So if we only live to please our flesh, if we only live just to do the things that we want to do um, and we pursue laziness, um, and we pursue pleasing our flesh, then we don't honor God. But if we don't give up in, in this, then we will reap a harvest. Second verse I wanna take you to is Romans 12, verses one and two, I'll read it to you. It says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It says to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. There's this is a picture that's really in in direct contrast to the old testament way of sacrifice. It's kind of like this oxymoron. Sac- sacrifice was supposed to be dead. It was a sacrifice. So um, when it's sacrificed, it no longer lives. But this says to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, meaning a sacrifice daily to put your own needs, your own agendas, your own feelings, your own physical pleasure to the side as a sacrifice. And then in doing that, that is pleasing to God. In fact, it kind of paints this picture that when you do that, this is worship. And I know we think, you may think worship is singing songs, and that's part of it. You may think worship is going into a, a worship center, or an auditorium, and singing, and hearing teaching, and, and all that goes into a quote-unquote worship service, and, and I think that's part of it. But here in Romans 12, we see that when we live as a living sacrifice, when we sacrifice daily to put our own self to the side, this is worship. And this would include our physical health. It says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Um, this will be drifting towards things that are unhealthy, whether that's foods or rest or lack thereof rest um, or laziness. So don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a key phrase there. Isn't the hardest time that you find to work out? Maybe this is just me. The hardest time that I find to work out is when I just don't want to. It's not simply when I'm tired or simply when I'm busy. Um, it's that when I lack that motivation. And a lot of times it's, it's before I've developed that habit that it's the hardest to get up and train, to get up and run, to get up and go to practice one more time. So all this, I think, it, it revolves around our physical health. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't drift towards things that are unhealthy, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you begin to think about these things. Think about how you can honor God with your physical body. That becomes an act of worship for you. But how do we do this? How do we actually begin to live out this theology of our body that we see? And, and actually, I pointed out a couple of scriptures there. There are tons that would um, further help you understand this theology of the body. I think that those two are um, just uh Perfectly clear, though, for us as we jump into this next thing. And then that's how do we do that? How do we actually pursue God with our physical bodies when it comes to becoming healthy in this area? And I think it's, um, it's in three things. It's in what we eat, it's in how we sleep, and it's in how we push ourselves with our fitness. Let me unpack these just a little bit. It's in what we eat. Now, in the Bible, Daniel is a great example for us here. He was was in the Old Testament. You can look it up. He's got a book of the Bible named after him. So uh, you should be able to find that. But when uh, Daniel and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, um, when they were taken into the king's service, the king's name was Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, they were to be given food and wine from the king's table while they were undergoing this three-year training program. Um, so the, uh, the uh, Israelites, the, the, some of the, the strongest, most able-bodied men uh, were taken over by their enemies and they were trained up to be soldiers and leaders. And so Daniel and his men were no different and they were going to be a part of this three-year training program. Uh, Daniel one eight says this though it says but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Um, it's it's a highly probable that the royal food that Daniel and his friends were given didn't really follow the the kosher laws that Israelites would have followed. They really uh, on, on top of that they just weren't super healthy foods, um, and. The official um, that Daniel talked to uh, thought probably that Daniel would be unhealthy um, and the king would be upset. So Daniel asked him, okay, can I do a 10 day test? Just 10 days. I don't, I'm not going to do this forever. Um, Daniel just said, okay, I realize that, that you're afraid that you're going to upset uh, the king and upset uh, other officials. So how about you just give me 10 days? And in 10 days, I'm just going to eat um, vegetables and drink water. I'm just gonna do these two healthy things and we'll see at the end of 10 days what happens. And then Daniel 1 verse 15 and 16 says, at the end of 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food, the food from the king and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Um, I've heard it said, if it's grown on a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, don't. Uh, take that for what it's worth. Um, that's not the Bible saying that, uh, that is me, or that is somebody that's super quippy with words that said that, so don't take that as uh, biblical truth. But um, if we bring that back into what we read with Daniel, Daniel pursued his physical health, not just by working out, um, but by what he ate. I don't think there's a biblical diet per se. There's nothing that you can, you're not gonna read the Bible and suddenly realize, oh, I need to be eating this or I need to stop eating that. Um, I would just say, be wise and don't go it alone. There are a ton of diets out there, a ton of, and, and you know some of them say, this isn't a diet, this is a way of life. Great, that's fine. At the end of the day, I don't know that it matters as much as I would say, be wise and don't go it alone. When, when we choose to exercise wisdom, that's gonna cause us to not step towards certain diets or certain ways of life. And when we choose to do this in community with other people, it's gonna help us avoid some pitfalls. Second thing, and how we flesh this theology of the body out, how we honor God with our bodies is in how we sleep. You've probably read the research and you know just the value of sleep. Um, typically for us, and you're probably a highly driven individual, um, sleep is often one of the first things to go because we are busy. We don't have enough time. Um, and it's not that we don't have enough time for sleep it's that we don't have enough time for other things. And sleep is the thing that's often sacrificed, but we often overlook the potential long-term health consequences of a lack of sleep and the uh, short-term and long-term impact um, and health problems that can develop um, on the very thing that we're trying to get better at is saving time and being more productive a lack of sleep can actually work against both of those things um, it also and and again you might you might already know this but um, it leads to an increased risk in obesity diabetes cardiovascular disease um, it compromises our immune function and makes us more susceptible to uh just everyday colds and flus and viruses um it also can increase the risk of our mortality by 15% when you don't get enough sleep so um again i this is this is not the bible but but how do we honor god with our bodies it's in how we sleep So don't look at your life and just say, how can I be more productive? How can I churn out more? How can I be more efficient? But if I'm gonna honor God with my body, I need to rest. I need to find a way for my body physically to recharge. Now, there's a spiritual rest. There's spiritual rest that really we can only find in Jesus because as we were resting from our works, Jesus talked about how he is the Sabbath, but there's also a physical side of this that we need to have healthy rhythms of, yes, we work hard, we play hard, we work out hard, but we also sleep and we rest and we give our chance, our bodies a chance to physically recover. The third and final way in how we honor God with our bodies is in how we push ourselves with fitness. Now, I do not believe that it matters what you do. I do CrossFit and I love it and I've done it for years and I think it's best for me, but that may not be what's best for you. What's the best thing for you? It's the thing that you will stick with. Just keep yourself active if that's running, if that's swimming, um, if that's CrossFit, great. Uh, we can have conversations about that. But um, whatever it is that you're gonna be able to stick with, do that. Um, and I don't know about you, sometimes I just have to make a commitment. I just have to sign up for a race or a class or a group. Just the other day I signed up for a Spartan race and now I'm obligated. Other people are dependent on me to show up because I'm on this team and I paid my money. I put money where my mouth is and I financially obligated myself. Um, so those are the three ways that I think we can honor God with our physical bodies and how we actually begin to flesh this out. Um, but then finally, and the whole point of this podcast is to know your why. The podcast is called Fit for More because we believe that fitness isn't an end in and of itself. Yes, fitness honors God, but we're fit for more so that we can do more and live more and love more. So know your why, and I believe it'll fuel you day in and day out. Well, make sure you tune in next episode. We're going to be talking about relational health. And I think this is so key. Yes, it ties into total health, but it's also a key to our physical health. Um, If you're going to be healthy physically, you have to be connected into healthy relationships. And those two things added up together are going to begin to build the framework that we need so that we can be healthy all across the board in all of our life. Look forward to seeing you next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Fit For More podcast. Make sure to visit us at flightsport.com and connect with us on all social media platforms at FlightSport. That's F L Y T E S P O R T. Looking forward to being with you again next episode.